Welcome to Is the World Fucked? A raw and irreverent look at the past and future starting today. Oh, love that. I'm Bruce McCabe, the global futurist. And I am PJ, his mate. What a nice... I love that intro. Oh, you like that? Yeah. You knew what we were going to talk about. Well, I had a little inkling. Yeah. A little birdie that used to be around 30,000 years ago told me. Oh, that's the best (laughs) intro. I wanted... Because we talked about gene editing last time. We did. And there's so much more to talk about. And it gets crazier and wackier. And I want to talk about Jurassic Park. Well, just on the gene editing, I've been thinking about that all week. Okay. It's crazy. I am so pumped by that. What do you want? It's so positive. Do you want an extra eyeball? Do you want uh, uh, an extra three inches? No, I'd like to say that loud. No well, one's going to say no super, to that. Super, I, I, super, the eyeball, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, super hearing. Um, just, just the whole technology. Okay. Yeah, it just blows me away. My mind went crazy on what we could be doing. But, um, <laughs> and then you mentioned this. Yeah, because... I did hint last time that it just, we stuck, if we stick with humans, we're just even scratching the surface because there's so much more in gene editing and it gets wackier and crazier and there's a whole planet's worth of life to edit. And one of the things I want to get into is this idea of de-extinction. Oh, I like it. What a great word. De-extinction. Yeah. Distinction. Yeah. Oh. And Jurassic Park, the only image that comes to mind straight away for everybody. Yeah, of course. Jurassic Park. Yeah, totally. It was an awesome book and an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, when that bloody T-Rex ate the goat and they're all in the car (laughs) upside down in the movie, you've got to love that. And just the island, your classic kind of volcanic-based island in the middle of the Pacific somewhere. Isla Nublar, is that what it's called? Something like that. It's off Costa Rica. Oh, did you hear the thunder? <gasps> did you hear that? I wonder even if the microphones we, picked it up. Even as we speak, it, it was is thundering <laughs> outside. So, you know, when that came out as a book, because I read it as a book first. Did you? I was at a trade event Yep. Um, in Sydney. Uh, I was actually hawking software. This is going back a long way. Yeah, you are. I was about to say, you are dating yourself. Yeah, this is a long I, I read the book. The movie didn't exist yet. It, did, it wasn't even <laughs> a twinkling in Spielberg's eye. <laughs> It was Spielberg, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was, yeah. And, and no, the book came out and I found out about it because I was I was literally on a booth at a trade, a tech trade thing. Ah, uh, they were the which, days. I know. And a guy came up to me and I could see this book under his arm and it had a picture of a dinosaur on it. Mm-hmm. And being uh, a bibliophile, I went, what are you reading? And he said, oh, and he suddenly got all excited. Right. And he pulled out this book, Michael Crichton, right? Jurassic Park. I swear, he almost wet himself with it, trying to tell me about it. He goes, I'm a paleontologist. Oh. And everyone in my field is reading this book. No way. That's what he said. And oh. I'm like, how many times have you met a paleontologist? <laughs> <laughs> Once in a life. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, what's it about? Why are you reading it? Of course, Mike. And he goes, because the idea is that you could get dinosaur DNA... From, from set, you could find amber deposits yep. where mosquitoes were locked in the amber Wait. for millions of years and you could take the blood. What's amber? 
Well, tree sap, basically. Ah. Gone hard. Unless right. someone corrects me. I there think that's what it is. Okay. And, but it's the, 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 the poor insect that landed on it all those millions of years ago is there, the mosquito. But it sucked the blood of dinosaurs. Oh. So now they've got the DNA of the dinosaurs. Now they're restoring the dinosaurs. Is that what it is? That's it. And that's what he but said. But is that truth? Like, in theory? Well, that's... Is so, that the... So he was my first introduction. Okay. And that's what I said. And he said... Because it makes so much sense. We, he said, all my colleagues are looking for amber right now. That's no. what he said. That's what he said. That's, and, I quote you and, that. And I, this is absolutely. back in 1963. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, people are going to look up the publication date now. <laughs> Oh, Jurassic Park. Oh, that's how old Probably Bruce was is. early 90s, though. Bruce is such 80s, an old dude. Early 90s. <clears throat> yeah, Sometime might have been a little earlier than early 90s. Maybe yeah, maybe 80s, yeah. So, early 90s, yeah. Yes. yes. And, and anyway, Michael Crichton knew his stuff. He didn't write books without doing his research. Okay. Yeah, and it's really cool. The technology that he talks about in the book, and then they, they made a slightly different version of the movie, but it's pretty true to the real... Reminds thing. me of another author. Oh, go on. You. Oh, <laughs> You! Technology sort of just over the horizon? Yeah, my love, my passion. Yeah. If I'm, a, if I'm ever a patch on Michael Crichton, mate, that, that'll be the dream. Well, that'll if you're listening to this, go and buy a skin job. <laughs> Bruce's book. It's a small Segway promo. It's brilliant. Here's the 20 bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so he had a vision and of we, what was maybe coming, what was possible. We loved it, right? Yep. We loved it. We loved the movie. Still and, do. And I loved the, the concept because it was cool and interesting and sciencey. And, and he was excited, genuinely excited about it. He said, look, it's, it's theoretically, it might be possible. Yep. This is this paleontologist saying this. So, so I went, okay. So I got the book and I read it and yep. I got excited yep. and, and then didn't think about it for a long time. Yep. And then, um, who? who's that? Dinosaurs calling me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then saw the movie eventually, got excited again. But then it got interesting because people started talking quite seriously about doing it. Yep. Uh, and the technology of gene editing in particular right. got people quite serious about doing it. They went, you know what? It's a theoretical thing. Uh, Crichton did his research. There are a lot of people thinking about it, but now we're you know what? We're all looking at each other and nodding going, we could do this. Okay, so here's the first question. Has it been done? Do you think someone's <sighs> done it somewhere? Sort of, yes. Mm. So what's required is really quite hard. Okay. Um, but here's, here's where, so, so jumping in, and the reason I wanted to talk about this this week is I'm pretty sure we're going to do it. Right, pretty okay. soon. Yeah. Uh, and they're not talking. Do you, do you, you know they're not something. talking ten years. You, you, I can tell by the look on your face. <laughs> they're not talking ten years. You mate. know something that you can't say. No, I can say. I can say. Okay. Um, so I met the scientist recently. Is probably the most distinguished scientist I've, I've met. Actually, he's right up there. Right. Uh, and we did a well, we did an interview um, online, uh, and he's the guy behind the Woolly Mammoth de-extinction project. So this is real. So and close. It's now real. It's funded. There's people that are very, very serious about it. Right. Um, and the technology is hard, 
But one of the big candidates for bringing something back is the woolly mammoth. Right. Another one. Uh, question. Oh, okay. Why? Is it because yeah, okay. you can blend it with a current animal? or is we, it... We're going to segue and segue and segue. And this is a great question. Why the woolly mammoth? And the answer is really interesting because some time ago when I first heard about it, I thought, well, somebody's got an infatuation with a woolly mammoth. Yeah, it captures your imagination. I don't know. It's but big. It's cute, big, furry. Yep. Um, turns out maybe there's a few samples around, so that's good because we've got some that we're in that we've thought out right. so we can get access to tissue and DNA so that's good but actually the reasons are much more interesting than that so the scientists concerned and again another brilliant and exceptionally nice person like truly nice um, is George Church right so George Church is a probably the greatest pioneer in genomics on this planet. So right. he started, he was the founder of the Human Genome Project, the Personal Genome Project. Is that he created right? gene editing, gene sequencing, I should say. Uh, and um, yeah, can you imagine? What a um, human. Half the gene editing to tools out there, he's been part of that. He mentored people that created CRISPR. Um, he's now the head of genetics at Harvard and MIT. Right. <laughs> he looks cool. Can too. you imagine? So he's professor of genetics at Harvard. And MIT. Good grief. How does that... Amazing. And, and a million other things, right? And, and yet everyone knows who David Beckham is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so this guy is hero, right? Yeah. He's changing, changed the world already. Yep. But one of his projects, because he has 50 companies. Think about right. that for a minute. And he's on the board of another couple of hundred. Good grief. Yeah. One of his things, because he wants to change the world for better. He wants to improve things. But one of his things is the woolly mammoth. Right. And it's... His baby. There's a few people involved, and I, I said to him, I'm kind of, and, and I, I did some research prior to the call and everything. But he's talking about why. Now, the why do the woolly mammoth is because he's worried about carbon sequestration. Okay. Yeah. How do you connect the two? Okay. So the biggest threat we face in climate change is not the CO2 we're releasing. Right. It's what happens. When the permafrost thaws out, oh yes, and the methane is all released yep. underneath the tundra. Yep, frightening. Yeah. Fourteen hundred gigatons of methane, which is much worse than CO two. So now we're going dark. It's negative. There's nothing we can do about it. It's coming. It's started already. Um, even if we stop CO two emissions tomorrow, we're getting a whole lot of methane defrost arriving. Yep, bad. It's coming. He knows this. And part of his mission in life is like, how do I solve big problems for humanity? And he's like, one way, one way to keep the perma in permafrost in the Arctic oh, yeah. is to restore the biome we used to have with megafauna up there and grasslands. What? I know. <laughs> Think of the brain that comes up with this. And he goes, we can bring back woolly wool mammoths. So if we, and, want, and if we want grasslands... We need woolly mammoths to trample the ice. I would have thought that was destructive. Apparently not. It's destructive to the wrong type of vegetation, but it restores grasslands. Right. As well as the droppings, the whole thing. So, and, and it's not bring back one, of course. It's bring back 10,000. Yep. And then another 10,000. Yep. Would you bring That's back one? That's a real one? project. <laughs> That's incredible. That's a real project. And it's got real funding. Yes. So we may... And actually we're not... have woolly mammoths on the planet 
Well, Again. I think we're going to have a few, whether we have 10,000, but we're going to have a few and then there's going to be some debate. And, and, and he's going to do it. The wool in Mammoth is way bigger than an, an elephant, isn't it? Like From memory, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I think most people think, most people think, oh, it's like an elephant, but, you know, got tusks and like mm. an elephant and it's woollier. It but it's actually quite bigger. Definitely hairier. Yeah, yeah, definitely hairier. But here's and, the and, and would you bring back male, female and mm. then let them take it from there? Yeah, bring back a lot of Adam them. Adam and Eve. Because they're very social. And away they go. You don't want to bring back just one. It'd be lonely. No. <laughs> and there's yeah. a lot of trampling. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about okay. it. Okay. But he's dead serious, right? And he's a funny guy. He's got a sense of humor, but he's serious. He's like, it's coming. He's a cool looking guy. He's a very cool dude. Yeah, 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 yeah he is. Very cool dude. Um, and, and yeah, the idea is you, you, you bring these back in, in great numbers and think of Siberia, think of northern Canada. And off they go, and you start changing the ecosystem back to what it should have been before we completely annihilated it. Yeah, gotcha. And, and maybe we can keep the permafrost permanently frozen. Amazing. That's his, I know. So that's the reason. Oh, that's a long answer to the question, but that's the reason. That's no, incredible. but that's a real purpose, not just because we worked out how to. Yeah. There's an actual bigger game exactly. being played. Yep. So he's involved with um, this mammoth biosciences, you know, and, and others. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, and, but when you go and look at their website, you'll find out they're actually involved in a bunch of projects. This is the big one. Right. And they're also involved in how do we preserve species that are about to go extinct. Yep. And how do we maybe bring back some that are extinct, but mainly for learning. So the main thing, I think the main game here is trying to find mechanisms to secure the future of species we're about to make extinct. I actually, right. that's the main game. Right. Okay. But... Yeah, the woolly mammoth. So, so, so to bring back a woolly mammoth, do you, you, you need a carrier, don't you? you that's, need... where, that's where I was going to go next. So you've brought me back, thank God. <laughs> I forgot about that while we were going on. <laughs> or was it done in a petri dish? <laughs> and, so, and, it, and it gradually outgrows the room. So this is where it gets really hard. Yep. So the main thing is you need some DNA from the original, right? Right. And as much as possible because DNA degrades. So you need to sequence and sequence and sequence and lots of fragments. Right. Okay. And you also ideally need something that's quite similar to it, like an elephant, uh, yes. to make comparisons so you know in what order the DNA probably should go, these fragments. Right. So that's good. And also that just basically, because they're quite closely related, you can say, what are the differences? What are the differences between an elephant and a woolly mammoth? And, and they are closely related, yeah, are they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you can say, having identified the differences... You do lots of mathematics and you and, and and isolate the key differences, and you make make sure that the ones that are interested in are cold resistance. Of course, the mammoth was happy in yeah, cold climate. Yeah, yeah. And your African and well, Indian elephants, elephants are, are not equatorial. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So the happy byproduct of this, by the way, is you, is kind of jumping ahead. The, another good is you might preserve the future of elephants. Yeah, because yep. we're killing them yep. at a rate of knots as well. Yeah. So, but the, the sequence is, okay, so you've isolated that, you piece together fragments, now you know what you want. Right. So you, you, you make up a little witch's brew of the right DNA is the target. You put it in a nucleus, you put it in a cell, which is taken from an elephant, so the shell of the cell, if you like. Right. Yeah. You get that all cooking nicely, and then you make, <laughs> put an embryo, and you put that in an elephant. Because an elephant's roughly got the right size. Yeah, they could cope. To, to give birth, yep. to gestate and give birth. And then you've got one. That is 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to evolve the elephant or could it just be straight no. into a... No, you don't have to evolve elephant. the elephant because it's big enough to have the... Uh, but it won't what reject... What do you call it? a baby elephant? Is it a, a um, or a... I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but what, it, it won't those. reject it? It won't, no. it won't see it as different cellular no, structures? that doesn't seem to be a problem. That's... Now, that's the idea... Crazy. So there's lots of little... There's lots of little caveats around the edges of this. One is, it's not really going to be a perfect woolly mammoth. Right, okay. It's going to be slightly hybridized with a modern elephant. Right, okay. But they don't care because they just want to be happy and cold resistant. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and multiplying. And, you know, if we really do a good job in, in, in uh, looking after this planet, which, of course, is never going to have bloody happen, but if we ever did... They would breed and they would become more like the old woolly mammoths. They'd get better and better because they'd evolve as well. Yeah, of course. You yeah, get, you know, yeah. Be, so that's kind of what de-extinction is. It's not perfect. It's this sort of hybrid process. And ideally, you've got a little surrogate, a modern surrogate to help you incubate. Amazing. <laughs> so if you could... I mean, okay, so the mammoth <laughs> makes sense. What would, you, what would you love to bring back? Good question. Good question. Um, white rhinos are a candidate because there's only two of them left. And oh, northern nice. white rhinos, there's two. Oh, I like it. They're both female. So they're dead. They're finished. They're both in captivity. We've killed off the white rhino in our lifetime. The northern white rhino. Oh, no. I know. And it makes me sad. And I remember reading about those two and thinking, and when the last male died, I'm thinking, how that's we, really how, sad. How did we let that happen? Yeah. And you would, know what? Would have been easy to save it. You know what? Then have to recreate you know what it. Was? What? People, poachers shooting them to cut off their horns, to grind up, yeah, to put in their bloody oh, like an aphrodisiac. Yeah, right. So if I brought yeah. if I brought back the white rhino, yep, I would genetically engineer the one I brought back, so that anyone that pounded up that horn, yeah, is <laughs> dead. Atrophy of the testicles. <laughs> I like it. And we've solved two problems at once. I like it. I what like would you it. bring back? What would I bring back? Oh, I don't know. I think some of the big tigers of the yes. prehistoric. The really big ones. Yeah. Because yeah. I love the tiger. I go for the tigers in all sports. I gravitate to the tigers. Remember the saber tooths? You know, that, yeah, that were there a... you go. That's what I'm talking about. You know, you ever go to La Brea Tar Pits in, in L.A.? Who is he? <laughs> so there's, there's a little museum-y thing in LA. Right. Where, obviously, historically, there's been a great big tar pit right there at uh-huh. La Brea. Uh-huh. I think it's pretty much in LA. I went there 25 years ago, a long time. Right. Um, so all these animals have been trapped there over the uh, millennia. In tar. In tar. Because they stepped in it. Occurring tar. Yeah, they stepped in it, died, couldn't get out, died. Right. And their bones and fossils have been preserved. Okay. One of the things I remember out of that visit more than anything else is how many saber-toothed tigers. Is that right? They must have been freaking tens of thousands of these. They're all like, they're all. They were were apex, mate. Apex. (laughs) They all went in that damn tar pit. There's so many. They were apex, but stupid. (laughs) Still often goes. Still still often goes. So we, yeah. we bring them back and then we find they're real dumb. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Powerful. But I think they'd be beautiful. Well, they'd be something. We, and we've got a project to bring back the Tassie tiger. Oh, yes. Thylacine. True. 
True. Um, See? The tigers. Here's the thing. Yeah. So, they're not Because you don't want to bring back a passive animal. Don't you? No. No, you want to bring back something interesting. Yeah. <laughs> something slightly threatening. Oh, just a small level of anxiety goes with yeah. it. To, to take you from the sublime to the ridiculous. Did you ever see the movie Meg? Yes. The massive shark. I want to bring back the Megalodon. Oh, there you go. Was that, that was the real, worst was movie. That, that, that was that, the worst movie oh, ever made. come on. It was great. But the Megalodon... You couldn't take your eyes off it. No. It's the biggest shark. It's like, how big is it? 100 metres long or something? Was that real? I think so. I'm not I, sure it's as big the, as the movie. There's some level of reality yes. to that though, isn't there? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. really. It's really. a little bit like Jurassic under the I just want one of them. Yeah, like, yeah. I want yeah. to see one of them. I'm going to go to SeaWorld to see that. I've got a great <laughs> I'm, photo. I'm paying, I'm paying premium I've price. Got, I've got a great photo in front, in, inside the mouth of the point of sales display at the theatre. Oh, yes. Oh. I thought that movie was... Lots of fun. Yeah. But yeah, Jaws on steroids. Yeah, that would be something to bring back. Yeah. Hard to fence in though. (laughs) (laughs) You know. But didn't they... Yeah. Did they do that in one of Jurassic Parks? No, just in Meg Meg the movie. Yeah. Or they made a sequel as well, I believe. Who did? The Meg... Oh yeah, Meg 2. Did they? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what sequels are like. Terrible. Number two. Number Jura- three sometimes Jurassic makes a save. Jurassic Park but... slid. It was so good, the first one. Yeah, you leave it at that. It's more yeah. of the story. Yep. I always tell people, they say, oh, I like Jurassic Park. I say, oh, yeah, but the feed bill was terrible. It only got worse too, didn't it? <laughs> Wasn't there a three? Yeah. <laughs> it just <laughs> don't do it. Did you Meg say? three will come. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, here's another one. Yep. Let's bring back Neanderthal. Oh. Now we're talking. Do you know, there's a theory they weren't as stupid as we like to think they There were. is a lot of theory about yeah. that. Yeah, go on. They're supposed to be social. Yep. They're supposed to be a bit more peaceful than we were. In fact, there's three theories or four about why they're extinct, and one of them is that we were just more aggressive. We're the aggressive bastards. Yeah. I want to bring yes. back the other one. I'm with you. They've got the forehead, they've yep. got the brow, but they're nice. Yep. Yep, a little simple. We could learn something. A little simple, but really was just trying to enjoy life. I reckon teaches meditation. Yep, yep. Living in the present. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Living in the present. There's another theory that they're extinct because we interbred with them or we kind of, which is really sick. Now. It's sick, but hey. <laughs> and that some of that DNA is still Oh, it's with definitely. Us. Well, we definitely interbred with them. Yep. That, that's proven. That's so it's in the genome. We right. know that. Right. We just, just. <laughs> Bit of interspecies sex just to finish this episode on, but but not again. But, <laughs> but whether that eliminated them as a species is another question. I don't know. I don't know. Really know. Yeah, yeah. But we definitely. Oh, that's come on. What's wrong with us? Honestly, <laughs> I know. I guess it was all part of the evolutionary tree. But we split the tree, and then we decided. But then we went. We yeah. why not? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> They were easier to take on a date. <laughs> no, they're more compliant. Okay, this is getting dark. Now. It is getting dark. I think we should roll on. But I'm for the saber-toothed tiger. Oh, so you're for the Meg. Yeah, I'm definitely for the uh, rhinos. Genetically engineered rhinos. So yep. that we improve them so that anyone who eats that horn yep. is, is sterilised. We fixed two problems. Interesting concept, though. I Bring like it that. back. Yeah. But I've just got a few little improvements I want to make. Oh, uh, that's definitely on the cards. People talk that way. They're but the puritists will go, no, I want it back how it was. Well, 
his so George Church when he brings back this woolly mammal, yep, he needs it to be resistant to modern viruses. Of course, he, he has does. to improve. Yeah, right. So where's that line stop? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. I mean, doesn't that blow your mind? The whole thing blows your mind, right? I mean, that's before we get into gene editing for age reversal, right? Which we've touched on a couple of times. Yep. Um, gene editing to make new organs yep. that are transplantable out of pigs. Yes. I remember the kidney in the Petri dish. Yep. Yep. And we're doing them out of pigs now. Yep. Xenotransplant. So we're actually going to transplant organs from pigs to humans. Um, well, we've done it twice and we're getting better at it. So, and that's gene editing because we gene edit the pigs to be compatible. Right. Oh, I know. I know. We are the superior We're, species, aren't it's, we? It's in that sense. Freaky Friday on Is the World. <laughs> it is Freaky Friday. <laughs> it's crazy. Where's yeah. this go? And it's happening so fast. How do you feel about it? Shall we, uh, shall yeah, we make a call? Yeah, no, I, I, good point. I'd like to come back to our master question. Yeah. The primary question yeah. is the world fucked. Yeah. I'm not sure about this one. In the wrong hands, yeah, potentially. I feel like it's net good because it's hard to do. This is not something that any Dilbert's going to do in their labs. Right, right. This is not easy. But, but if we bring back the Tassie tiger, if we manage to preserve the white rhino DNA, and you know, in, and we have a biobank, so maybe we can maybe have some hope of saving the things we're killing. That's probably good. You know, I'd like to bring back some indigenous people. Yeah, we've massacred a few of those over the yeah. millennia as well, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. But where's yeah. it stop? Yeah. I know, it's difficult. It's a tricky one, this one. Who makes the decisions? Exactly. Makes the yeah. I, yeah, I feel good about it, but I feel like it's a whole new world. I'm still struggling to cope with Well, because and, and, and think about. And to your point, like CRISPR was once only in a lab yep. in the US. Now you can get it mail order. Just about. Yeah, exactly. You can. So, you can. And, yeah. and, and George Church said something really interesting to me. And he's a truly good guy. Like, we talked about 25 projects, not just the Woolly Mammoth. And, and they're all about trying to do good things for humanity. Yep. Right? Um, but he said, every few years, you know, we think something's impossible. But five years passes and we go, well, no, we can do that in the lab. And another five years and it's routine. And, and yeah. in his field. Yeah, and right. he says, you know, <laughs> like, Jeez. keep your mind open. Yeah, keep your <laughs> mind open. And your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yep. so, so there it is. Oh, no, I, I, like I love it. it. Yeah. And I love him. Yeah. He's an amazing human. Yeah, yeah. Very, yep. very cool. Dude. All right, Thanks. mate. Thanks, PJ. Thanks. See ya. See you, mate.